city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, share. You know the dealio. Or you can follow this, these guys, Ted Keys, at the Ted's Eats, as we got our new little segment, a part of the show called Our Favorite Side Dishes is going to be today. We've been doing food. We're going to be continuing that throughout the season. Sponsored by the Ted's Eats. And you can follow also the joseph mcguire at twitter at podcaster joe or at the roll call clovercrest media or just anywhere in the world because the joseph mcguire is the do-it-all guy because he is just that guy what's better than the joseph mcguire but we got a lot going on today we're going to be talking a lot of football we're going to be doing our final top 10 list of the off season because then after the next couple weeks or if we have any more list that's on the other two because we are a trio so they can pick whatever they want before we do our previews for the AFC, NFC, and then the whole NFL season of 2021 slash 2022. So we'll do our top 10 offensive players, non-quarterbacks. We have that and our top five side dishes, like I said. And we're also going to talk about the quarterback competition, the rookies. Could we really see all five of those top 15, of those five quarterbacks, this big, great draft class that was drafted inside the top 15? Could they all be starting inside week five? And which one is the most intriguing to us? Is it San Fran? Is it the battle in Chicago, or is it the one in New England right now? We'll talk about that. But let's start off with some baseball. And ladies and gentlemen, again, it's a consecutive show that the Keys to the City trio is talking good about the New York Yankees. But also we have to talk about maybe the other best team in baseball. And these two teams coming into the season, these were the prohibitive favorites uh, without question. These were the two teams, the two heavy favorites coming in. And then they had some bumps in the rows. They've been kind of trying to figure out their issues. But now they're back. They're both red hot. And that's the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I want to talk about this because these two teams are on a roll. Offensively, pitching, winning series. They're just doing everything that we expected them to do in the beginning of the season. And like I said, we've had they've had bumps in the roads, which is fine. All teams have bumps in the roads. But the great thing about baseball, other than any sport, and we all talk about it, you why, over that bump. why people can't stand baseball times is because there's 162 games and it's so long. Well, we're at almost September. You know what September means? It's coming up on baseball, on postseason time, crunch time. This is the time where you want to see your best ball. So are the Yankees and Dodgers back to being baseball's best teams right now? And you say, you say it maybe weirdly because – well, both teams are in second place currently in their division. So, Ted, I'm going to start with you. Are the Yankees and Dodgers back to be in the baseball's best teams? Oh, definitely the Dodgers. I looked at it last night. We were talking about this last night when I had the guys over after the beach. Bueller, one. Scherzer, two. Kershaw, three. Price, four. I don't even know who their fifth starter is. But tell me a better starting rotation that you're going to face in a short series or any series. As good as the Dodge, uh, the Giants have played this year, the Dodgers, I mean, they're playing great. They don't even have Mookie Betts. They're not even full health, full strength anyways. They have, I mean, you look at their, around their whole team. They have all-stars everywhere you look. 
It's it's unbelievable. It's similar to the Yankees has an offensive line. The only thing I will say about the Yankees, and I do question this, is who's our number two starter going into the playoffs? Who's your legit number two? You know Cole's got game one. Who's two? Who Who's going to be the number two against everyone else's two? I, because I don't know who that number two is. Is it Nestor Cortez? Is it Montgomery? Doesn't look like Severino is going to be ready. I mean, he had more inflammation and, and pain in his shoulder. Kluber's coming off of what? Three months of IL? So who's your legit number two when it... I would say, I would say J- Jameson... Tyone. Uh, Jameson has been outstanding his He's last been out. He's been lights out. Well, And don't right. forget Domingo Herman when he gets back. He's pitched well all year. But I just, I just don't like. Well, I like Talion, the answer to that. But Herman has not been there, so I question: Will he be ready? And we'll, you know, like I said before the show, I said, are the Yankees peaking too early? Because right now, I think in the AL, they're the best team in the AL right now. Right now, I know the Rays have a better record. I know the Astros have a better record. But I think if you had to take a one, t- one team right now that would win the AL right now, it's the Yankees. They're the hottest team now in the month or so we might have a different answer to that question but right now the Yankees are the hottest team in the AL it just proves that Joe you told me what uh 16 and 4 since the start of August 22 and 8 in their last 30 I mean they're leading the league in stolen bases since the all-star break they're they're bunting they're playing small ball they're playing home run ball now they're playing their favorite team in the Minnesota Twins so you know this should be like me and Trev on the basketball court just domination 3-0 sweeps easily I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, but you can keep going because that's a bunch of BS. Because I'll just beat you. Because I know. I know when I'm on fire from shooting from three. You're just like you're done. Joe, he gets, like, Joe, he's, you're done. He's like, Joe, he, he's like the he's he's one of those kids that like you know like you don't guard. He just stands like 30 feet away because he doesn't like to drive or post like Russell Westbrook. And he yeah. just shoots like 30, <laughs> he's like, like Russell with his double hand shot, and he, you know it's just he gets lost. It works. Gets lost. It works. Yeah, yeah, just like the little giants. Hey, not bad. One, two, one, one. <laughs> Joe, go on. Since the Yankees lost three or four to the Red Sox, July twenty second through the twenty fifth, they've won twenty of twenty five games. In their last forty starts, four zero. In their last forty starts, the Yankees starting rotation has an ERA of two point nine three. It was the 30th time in those 40 starts uh, just yesterday that they allowed two runs or less in a start. So the Yankees starting rotation, while it doesn't have the names the Dodgers does, it it, it certainly, to me, uh, and I think Nestor Cortez, I, I mean, at some point, I think we're going to have to admit, this guy's pretty good. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't do it the way everybody else does it. But at the end of the day, the results are what you're expecting from a a, a quality starting pitcher. I think he very well may push himself into that two spot. If Jamison Tyone doesn't, it's funny earlier in the year, uh, Tyone's pitching line generally was five innings. If he could get through five, four to five runs, uh, nine strikeouts. He did nine strikeouts a whole bunch of times and all the hits and runs were with two strikes on batters. And he kept saying, I wish I could put these guys away. And I thought, dude, if you start putting more of these guys away, you'd have like 14, 15 strikeouts a game. Are you kidding me? Uh, This guy just had to put it together. I think, you know, when you look at Kluber, Kluber had just started pitching well when he got hurt. And Jamison Tyone hadn't quite figured it out 
uh, as quick as Kluber has, but it took him some time. But you know, do, you these guys though, don't... do you worry, though, he's peaking too early because he was out all last year. He's only pitched, what, one inning in the last two years? Or, or he had, and, uh, what he, not, he didn't pitch at all last season, I believe, right? And he got I'm not worried about... Back. I'm not worried about where anybody's peaking. I'll be quite honest. I mean, look, you know, Trevor, you said it. It's a 162-game season, and I'm sure some people find that to be a grind. This is this sport is and always has been a marathon, not a race. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it the other day, Bears repeating for any Red Sox fans that might tune in. I told you your pitching wasn't 162-game quality. It wasn't, and it still isn't. They should have went after Scherzer. Yep, they seen it more and more every day. Who cares about that farm system? No one's gonna half those guys are never gonna see the roster anyways because you still you have you have guys that are gonna play. So hell with the farm system. Now knowing that you would have Sale back, who pitched a good game, good game last night. You have Scherzer, Sale, Avaldi, who made the All Star team. I don't know who there are others. Hauk, I think, is one of the starters. Yeah, or something. Hauk. Is it, but is it, I mean, is it, is now, now you gotta look at them. Like, all right, our hitting is there. That would have made this team one of the favorites. I would have said. Is the reason why we say these are the two best teams maybe right now is because we trust them the most? No, I don't trust the Yankees the most. I think it's based on performance. I don't know how you could say you don't trust the Yankees. They've won 22 of their last 30 games. No one in baseball is even close to that. So, again, it's right now. You keep saying right now like this started three days ago. I, I just explained to you the starting pitching for the last 40 starts. 40 starts under a three ERA. Are you kidding me? What is there not to trust? Do you want to talk bullpens? Do you want to talk bullpens, bro? Go anywhere else you want. Who do you Go trust? Any other team. Tell me, tell me who's got a better bullpen, honestly. Like night so, in and night out. Who's got I, I a better trust, bullpen? I would trust the Rays and the Astros more right now because I've seen these guys do this before where they get hot, they win streaks, and then the playoffs come and you get you bat 111. I, the Yankees haven't. The Yankees haven't been on a run like this in ages. I, to to me, everything's clicking right now. Well, and I and I think listen, they were hot. More, like hold on. More important than anything. Oh, yeah, what did so I tell you guys a couple hot. of weeks ago? To we'll to up. me, look the the difference in this team simply is that the that every night the Yankees are at least eight deep with with this batting lineup. It, it is outstanding. There's generally been you know a Hagasioka or a weight in every one of these lineups. But for the most part, it's it's eight deep, and it really does make the Yankees a much tougher team to beat. And, and, and this team in its present state, 20 and five in the last 20. I mean, they're, they're nearly unbeatable at this point. I mean, and, and, and imagine, yeah, hold on, but uh, imagine if the bullpen hadn't hit, hadn't had the rough patch they've had the, the last couple, the last month or so, the last two months maybe. Think about how much, dude. This team would be twenty-five and zero in their last twenty-five. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And then, so, you know, but but and here's the other thing, and and this is what even brought this topic up in the first place. The Dodgers have been in second place for the majority of the season in the AL West, and that's when they weren't in third behind the Padres. And yet, all season, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Dodgers are the best team in baseball. What, are they are they going to spend a day in first place? Is my question. Are the Giants a better team than the Dodgers? Because if you're asking me, I would say yes. The reason the reason why they say it's just they're looking purely based off of the talent, and they have and and the t- Dodgers. That's Listen, why. talent I, I is think. talent is great. If talent mattered, the Minnesota Twins wouldn't be in last place. That's true. 
Well, yeah, the so, sometimes, get... sometimes it just happens. Just yeah. saying that you've got a talent because we've had this conversation. The Dodgers are so deep, yeah, but why can't they overtake the Giants? They're still three back. I know. They've not even gotten close to the Giants this year. I don't want to hear that the Dodgers are the best team in baseball unless you tell me the Yankees are the best team in the American League. If the second-best ALEs team is the best team in the American League, then the Dodgers can be the best in the National League. That's fine. But it, it's got to go both ways. Here's the thing, too. I mean, I, I, again, we, I, we talked about this, too. It's, it, it's worth mentioning the Yankees are still buried at like eight or nine in the power rankings behind the White Sox, whose asses they kicked. Oakland's in front of the Yankees? Give me a break. Come here's on with that. Here's the thing about the Yankees and the thing that's been great in this whole run is that they've beaten every type of team. They've beaten the bad teams, the Royals. Beating the beating um they're beating the Twins right now. They're beating good teams too. They're beating the Rays. They're beating the White Sox. They're beating the Red Sox. They're beating the um, Mariners. All teams that are playoff caliber, even some that could be World Series caliber. So that's the thing that I like about this Yankee run right now is that they're not just beating up on teams like the Orioles or the Royals or the um, Twins right now. They're beating every type of team that's given on their schedule. So they're going through. All the highs right now with the bad teams or in the good teams, they're beating the good teams like that. And then they're beating the teams that are bad. So they're taking care of business, which they should be because they are talented enough. And we said this coming into the season, this was a talent. This was the second probably odds on favor other than the Dodgers to win the world series. They this were. year. So this shouldn't be a surprise that the New York Yankees are playing to where we expected them throughout the whole season. That's why we've had so many shows on this topic of bad, of the negativity about the Yankees, because we were so ticked off and peed off about it that we were like, why is this happening to this Yankee team? They were so talented enough that they couldn't get it going. Now we're finally seeing all the pieces coming together slowly and you're going to get more pieces come back and you're going to get all those. You're going to get the players back. You're going to get the pitching staff back. All those guys will start to get back into the groove of things and everything will start to gel. And that's why it's so impressive right now with this whole run. And since the all-star break where we were saying, how many times, how many games do we think the Yankees are going to win to a time that we thought maybe the Yankees might even win 90 games this season. They look like they're going to blow past 90 games now because of, Finally, they're taking care of business and they're doing the right things. They're doing all the small things, the fundamentals, the balance. That's why I said the other day. Well, they have. Listen, they still have been making mistakes defensively. Okay, okay, that's fine. But I like that they have this great balance offensively with the speed and the power. I think it could go a very long way. And I know you guys both were saying, yeah, you want to have that one through nine lineup. Be like, wow, who's going to stop that lineup? The Yankees, because we know how great that Yankees lineup could be. But we've seen at times when they go against good pitching, how how frustrating it could be for us Yankee fans. That's why I like this balance of speed. And I like the st- base stealing. I like the little small ball. I like what's going on because everything is working and they're all starting to mesh now. Joe, no, have you, Joe, have you looked ahead of the schedule in September? I just looked quick. I just did a quick, like, two, three-week scroll. So they got the Braves coming up for two, Monday, Tuesday. That's a big series. Then, well, because the Braves have been playing really well. Yeah. Then they go, then they go for three out in Oakland. That's a big series, too. Then they play the Angels. Then they come back with the Orioles, and then pretty much it's the Blue Jays, Mets, but then the rest of the month is all division. It's Blue Jays, Orioles, 
and Rays. Look at the schedule. No, I look at the end of the schedule. You got all Baltimore, Cleveland could take care of business. Texas, you should beat on, and then you got yeah. I mean, there's a very, these are a lot of games that look like they could be winnable games for the Yankees. That w- what they, especially what they're playing like right now, all very very winnable games. All right, so listen, three, the last three games of the season, God forbid they're close, are against the Rays. Nine straight division games to close it out, and I'll point out if there's one one issue I really I think the Yankees have had all year. Other than the Baltimore, division. they've got the worst record in the division against the division. They're 27. Yeah, we've been saying that all year. But, but, as you just mentioned, the last time through, they beat all those teams up. Yeah. So, so they only, this they version. They the Rays last time. Didn't they sweep the Rays yeah. last time? No. We, no, we beat two, two or three. They lost 14 nothing. They could have. That was the 14 nothing game. This version of the Yankees is a better team than what was running out there earlier in the year. And so, yeah, I mean, and again, the way the the pitching has been going, I just feel like that the Yankees are primed and, and positioned here to uh, make a run. Look, I, think here, both, I, I, I think both of these teams are primed and ready to make finally in that much anticipated World Series matchup that we've been hoping for years now. I, I could just see it now. These are the two best teams in baseball right now. I don't care if they're both in second place. They got the most talent. They're playing the hottest baseball. I know the Giants are still winning, and I, I know they're and they should get a lot of credit for what they've been doing for a miraculous season. But the Dodgers are the best team in the NL West. They're the best team in the NL still, and they're going to be by the end of the year. And I expect the Yankees as well to be on top. And these are the two best teams in baseball right now. The hottest teams in baseball, and it's showing in the standings. It's showing in in the scoreboard, and it's just showing plain and simple in, in every game. You know, I think if you look at the box score, you'll notice um, LeMahieu and Stanton and Judge and even some of the guys who had really low. I mean, I think Brett Gardner's up to like 218 as is uh, Rudy Odor. Um, guys are hitting. And again, I know those averages don't sound great, but when you're hitting a buck seventy at the All Star break to get up to two two eighteen is uh, it says a lot. 50, that's almost fifty points in your batting average going up. That's in the last six. Luke Voigt's hitting five thirty five with eleven RBI. Uh, guy wants to play ball. Get him in there. You know you've got so much talent on this team, and th- this is the other thing I mentioned this the other day, and, and my mom and I actually talked uh, after the show we did the other day. And she was uh, very relieved to hear some of the things that we had said. And, and one of the points I made, and I want to bring it back again, is Aaron Boone's sudden willingness to go with hot hands, just something he's never been willing to do. I mean, the bat Luke Voigt leadoff, uh, you're like, yeah, dude, that guy's on fire. Bat lead him off. Yep. Why not? You know, well, and, and, and again, Joe Madden, see him, Joe Madden did to, that with Rizzo. If you remember yeah, sure. And, and again, dude, to, to see him come get Chapman first and third in the ninth inning with two outs in the World Series, would he do that move? I think now he would. I think in years past, Chapman would have stayed there until Chapman gave up the lead and we lost the game. Mm-hmm. Aaron Boone is now smart enough to know, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of guys in this bullpen that can get some outs here. Six Yankees have saves on the season. That's insane. We don't we don't really do that. Remember last year when they were talking about all those guys on the Rays that had uh five or more saves? Mm-hmm. 
I, w- I was envious of that. And now you've got a Yankees team where, you know, Jonathan Lewisaga, Chad Green, um, you know, uh, 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 even that Luke Gay guy comes in. Peralta's been great. Uh, Holmes has been great. I mean, everybody they run out there, like he's not afraid to run a guy out there that he knows can get him three outs. He's got a lot hey. of trust in, in a lot of those guys right now that aren't Chapman in Britain. And how, how about the kid Haney the other night? He's like he's got like the cold thing. He got to get through the first. He gives up the bombs in the first, and then he just settles down again. Had another great pitching performance. All in all, to close out the baseball and the Yankees part, both of these teams are taking care of business, and it seems like they're starting to get into the group. They're starting to feel feel comfortable with themselves, and and just imagine if the Dodgers had Trevor Bauer as well, of, of what that team could be. That pitching staff specifically, but that's a whole nother story. And who knows if we're going to see Trevor Bauer. I don't think we're going to see him for the rest of the season. Who knows what's going to happen with, but these two teams, like in the beginning of the season, there's a reason why those two teams coming in were the odds on favorite. These two teams are starting to gel and they're starting to play like New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Speaking, let's shift over to the NFL. Now it's time to talk some more NFL football. We're going to have our top 10 list in a few minutes, in a little while, and our top five side dishes sponsored by Ted's Eats. But I wanted to talk about this because they've been. T- this has been getting a lot of attention, this quarterback class. Can this go down as one of the best quarterback classes of all time? That is still a big TBD. We do not know how all these guys will pan out. Looks like two quarterbacks are going to start Probably week one. Jacksonville has not made Trevor Lawrence the official starter, but that all signs lead to him being the starter for week one. Zach Wilson looks like he's definitely going to be the guy, and I hope him nothing but the best because the Jets are in some tough situations right now. So he's expected to have a – it's going to be a tough rookie season. Let's not jump off the Zach Wilson bandwagon so so soon. Let's wait and see what happens with that. The other three quarterbacks, three unknowns that coming into this – rookie season because of the competition the guys that were in front of them san francisco has jimmy g a former quarterback that was in the super bowl so let's see what happens with him chicago signs dan dalton new england's got cam for another year these are the three teams that right now you're thinking are they going to go with the three veterans or are they going to go with the three rookie quarterbacks right now and everybody may be the most intriguing one that's what the quarter. That's where I want to ask you three or you two right now, because it seems like we all thought, oh, San Fran and Chicago might be the only ones. Well, I don't know about that, but New England looks like we might have a very intriguing quarterback competition heading down to the wire coming in week one. So I want to ask. I'll start with Joe on this one. Joe, we've been talking a lot about this. We haven't really talked a lot about the New England one because we all thought signs pointed to camp being it. But this Mac Jones, with his recent play in both preseason games, does that become the most intriguing quarterback competition coming into this season? Yeah, well, and I and I do think Mac Jones will end up starting. Uh, if you watched that game the other night, my goodness gracious, uh, he looks like a fifth-year pro. Uh, there's there's nothing rookie-looking uh, about him. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at guys like Wilson and Lawrence and uh, Fields, and 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 especially Trey Lance, although I don't I don't necessarily see him getting a lot of PT uh, early, and definitely not starting out with the season. Um, yeah, you know you want your guy to look like he belongs there, and, and you expect rookie mistakes, but at the same time, you want to see that bit of a that bit of comfort level. I thought uh, in in uh, Wilson's first game, he looked like he belonged in the NFL. Like I thought this guy will be here for a really long time. To see Mac Jones out on the field, dude, he is like 
cool is the other side of the pillow, as Stuart Scott used to say. Um, this this kid, you know, this kid has had a way of walking in the quarterback rooms where Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa are in there, or it's Cam Newton, or it's, he doesn't care. Th- this kid believes in himself, uh, and he's got a coaching staff around him, and he's been fortunate to go from Saban to Belichick. He's smart. He he knows, you know, got to know the playbook. I got If I know the playbook, I know where the guys are going to be, and then I could stick one of my super accurate passes there, and good things are going to happen. And that's what you're seeing. I love Cam Newton. You'll famously remember Cam Newton scored like a four on the Wonderlack test uh, at the draft. He had one of the worst scores in history. And he did. I mean, he did. It's that's a fact. I, and I don't, I like Cam Newton, but no one, no one's confusing Cam Newton with Sir Isaac Newton. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, he's, he's not, he's not a really smart dude. And, and, and he certainly behaves like that sometimes. I, although I, I will say a, mu- a much more mature Cam over the last couple of years. Uh, and he's been super close with Mac and he really likes Mac a whole lot. And he's been a, a big help to him um, to his own detriment, probably, because I think if Bill Belichick feels like Mac Jones is the better quarterback in two weeks, then I think Mac Jones very well uh, could be the starter on day one. Ted. So the question is, what's the most intriguing? It's Chicago. That's the most intriguing one. San Francisco, Jimmy G is going to be the starter. But there will be a package, and I was listening on Colin the other day, and I know I reference this a lot, but there'll be a package every week for Trey Lance in the season. And then we'll just wait for Jimmy G to have a sprained ankle, and then Trey Lance will take over somewhere after week six because it's inevitable. We've talked about this last three weeks, and I'll just keep repeating myself until it eventually happens. The Chicago story is interesting because Andy Dolan's not the future. And the most pressure of any of these coaches that we're going to talk about with these three teams is the Chicago team. Kyle Shannon don't have pressure. Belichick, he has pressure because of what Brady's going on. And after you spend a hundred... It's Belichick. And not even that. When your owner spends, what, the most money in free agency in the offseason, there's pressure to win then. There's an expectation to win. And now in New England, there's an expectation to win. Chicago's the most intriguing story because Andy Dalton's no future. He's a placeholder. He's literally holding the ball so I can kick off. The question is, is Justin Fields ready for week one? You could say, hey, yeah, he looked good, and, but he didn't go. He didn't have his ones. He didn't go against the number one. And if you listen to all the football guys talk about fields and stuff, they say they love how he said confidence. You know, the game was slow. He has no idea what the game is going to be in week one on Sunday night football. Against when, the Rams. The Ram, when the Rams, I think they were playing the Rams, right? We're playing the Rams. Even some of the other quarterbacks say there's a whole different level of speed between preseason and and regular season, real even the even the best guys struggle in the first couple of weeks because they don't practice no more and, and they're not familiar with the game. That's the most intriguing one because Fields is the future and he the upside for him. Trev, you know, I mean, you're Ohio State guy, Joe. You've watched him since he transferred from Georgia to Ohio State. He's phenomenal. I mean, last week he had the third fastest run on his scramble at twenty point thirty mi- twenty point three nine miles an hour of anyone in the preseason in week one. So he can fly, and he can and he can make plays with his legs with an offensive line that's not that good. It's good, but not that good. And you can do a lot with him with Matt Nagy. You could scramble him out. You could do a bunch of stuff. And I don't and I don't worry about his confidence being wrecked. So the question will be, 
I mean, they did pay Andy Dolan $10 million, but, I mean, at the end of the day, who gives it? Rats. $10 million for Andy Dolan. That's the most intriguing one. The thing with New England I question is, I don't know if they'll start Mac Jones week one. Even though he was 13 of 16 in the other preseason game, his average pass attempt was 4.6 yards throw. Sorry, that's not going to cut it in the NFL. Let's see him start throwing the ball more than 10 yards down the field, stretching the field, playing Ooh. against for once. Mac Jones. I moved on to the New England thing. His I mean, great. I mean, great. did it for 20 years. Got to throw the ball. That would be good for the backup running back stats, 4.6 yards of throw. Not for the starting quarterback. We've talked about this, Trev, before. You have to be able to stretch the field because then the defense creates. An he had an incredible throw to Nikhil Harry that dropped in the ball, that dropped in his hands. It got. I mean, they're getting hurt, but he yeah, can throw think, the ball. I mean, Mac Jones could throw the think, ball. I still think Cam will start Week One. I think he gives him the best chance to win off the bat. But I, Joe, I'm going to reference to what we just talked about. Belichick, like Aaron Boone, will not be afraid to in the ninth to pull Chapman. Belichick will not be in the middle of the game if Cam Newton's struggling. See you later, rookies going in. Week one or week two. I want to see Cam, though, because here's what you hear about Cam. The players like him. The coaches like him. And he, now he's going to get a full – he got a full offseason. He's healthy. He's getting a preseason. He's getting work. And I think he makes the offense a little bit more dynamic considering they don't have any big-time receivers. Yeah, they have a couple nice pieces, but nothing dynamic. So he can add another value to that offense with the ability to run, as we saw last year, and with the multiple backs at. Now, what's to say that Bill Belichick doesn't put both quarterbacks in? He did Jalen Hurts. Bill Belichick did two on Jalen Hurts, two different type of quarterbacks. Why can't you do both? Similar to what Kyle Shanahan might do with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, excuse me, Trey Lance and Jimmy J. So, but I would still start Cam week one. But I think Joe, you're right. Mac Jones looks – oh, let me put it this way, Trev, and I'll end on this. Watching Trevor Lawrence, I know he played for he played for Jack is playing for Jacksonville. And then you watch Mac Jones. Mac Jones looks a lot better in the preseason. Just from appearance-wise, just his ability to process things than Trevor Lawrence did. Trevor Lawrence looked like the fifth quarterback should have been taken. He looked – like a guy that was struggling, not reading the zone blitzes, not reading coverage really well, forcing the ball. Mac Jones, you could see almost already. Mac Jones has great awareness, great poise in the pocket. It just he just has the smarts. You could just see it. Uh, the Trey Lance thing, I could see that Jimmy G is going to be odds-on starting, but I, I'm not going to be surprised. I think all five quarterbacks are going to be starting by week five. I really do. I don't think the Chicago thing. If Chicago's smart, I think they should play Justin Fields. I don't think Andy Dalton gives you any chance. To, to give you any confidence for a team that's in a prime position to compete for a playoff spot. I think Justin Fields gives you the best option. That's why I think new England is the most intriguing competition because coming in, I don't really take Andy Dalton serious. Jimmy J I mean, Jimmy G is just there. It's kind of like all these quarterbacks are just there. This new England situation is so fascinating because I mean, Bill Belichick is sitting there like, well, Cam's looked pretty good in preseason, too. He looked, he had some great zip on the ball against the Eagles. I know it was against a lot of backups, but whatever. You got to see if the guy is, is good enough to play. If he can't play against backups, what makes you think he's going to be good against starters? You know? Right. Yeah. So so Cam had a lot of zip on the ball. He went eight for nine in the, in the game against the Eagles. But Mac Jones, he's he's made some tremendous strides. I really thought that Mac Jones wasn't going to go. I mean, we've talked about Mac Jones since last year with this whole with college football, and we're just like, does he really play the part? Does he really look like he's going to be in the NFL? You just don't buy into him.
But then you see him in his first two preseason games, and you're like, I don't know. Bill Belichick, there he goes again. There goes that master, Bill Belichick, just doing what Bill Belichick does. Doesn't he? And this is what makes it even more fascinating. Bill Belichick didn't have to trade up. He didn't have to do anything. He just stayed pat and said, great. I could still get Mac Jones. I don't have to trade anything like the Bears had to when they saw Fields available after the Eagles and the Giants were sitting there. They had to go make a move. Bill Belichick didn't have to do anything, but we all thought, oh, the Patriots are going to make a big move. They're going to go try to trade up. They didn't have to do anything. They stayed right well, that's, that's on and, all the That's on all the other teams. Not And then, and then you got to think, think about it. Okay, you got Cam, an athletic quarterback that – when he's when he plays well, he's a playmaker. He's not he's not a quarterback. He's a playmaker. It's like Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a quarterback, but he was a playmaker because of the play that what he can do with his legs. Strong arm, but he always always went back to running the ball. That's what he was always his greatest strength. Now you got Mac Jones. You got a precision passer, an accurate thrower, a guy that yes, he hasn't thrown the ball deep. But I saw a nice, pretty ball the other day to Nikhil Harry, who should have caught the ball, ended up getting injured on the play, but. Mac Jones just has the feel of the game, just has the look to being a Patriot quarterback. He just feels like, to me, he's going to be starting sooner than what we all anticipated coming into this season. That's why I say I think all five quarterbacks, we already know Lawrence and Wilson are going to start. I don't care what Jacksonville says. Lawrence is going to be the quarterback. If, they, if he isn't, then Urban Meyer's a dumbass then, plain and simple. I'm sorry. Gardner Mitchell should not be playing quarterback anymore. Sorry, all you Minshew Mania fans. That was just a little Jeremy Lin thing. Get it away from me. It's gone, okay? Zach Wilson's going to start. Trey Lance will eventually start because we all think Jimmy G will get injured at some point. It sucks to say, but it's just how it is. Justin Fields will start week one. I don't care. Throw the rookie into the Wolves and see how he pans out. And if he's going to be, sometimes you got to do it. They get stronger if you just throw them into the Wolves at times. That's what happens. And then this Patriots situation, you're right, Ted. You said it. If Cam has a bad game, a couple games in a row that he's just like, yeah, they're not winning, the games that they should be winning, He's going to be like, what am I waiting for? I'm getting older in my life, Bill Belichick. I need to win now. I'm seeing Brady do well in Tampa. He's He just won a Super Bowl. Looks like he can repeat. Guess what? I got to give the rookie a chance. And he's looked his part. I think the New England situation is definitely more intriguing than the Chicago and San Fran situation, only because Justin Fields, I expect to be starting week one, and Trey Lance, I don't see starting week one. I can see Mac Jones, if he keeps playing well, he got one more preseason game. Never know. You know, I've been in on Mac Jones since uh, day one. Uh, yeah, you've been a big yeah, you, know, you said he should have been right there. Yeah, and, and I'll say this. I thought he should have it, it was to listen. I, I I'm not trying to like I'm a like I'm a, a guru. There was something about this kid that I just all right a little bit. Uh, I just <laughs> you know because I do these sorts of things. Uh, last week, Virgil Ortiz Jr. I called an eighth round knockout. Nailed it again. But anyway, hey, um, I'm good. I'm good. Gary, like that. Gary so Sanchez is going to be the greatest catcher of all time. How's that going for you? He said McGregor was going to knock that by Poirier. Yeah. Remember? The first one, yeah. the first one we got knocked, not the one where he broke his ankle. Yeah, remember, yeah, remember when he said Gary Sanchez was going to be the best catcher in, in the game, and, and that really backfired on him. Yeah, well, he's Gary the second Sanchez best behind Salvatore Perez. That is the only catcher that's better than him, so I'm still right there. But listen, I got <laughs> in on Mac Jones last year, and I stayed with it, and I, and I got to tell you, dude, this guy's never let me down. And so when it came time for the draft, I, I'm, I'm riding the, the Mac Jones train because – 
everything I've read about this kid, everything I've seen, I watched a lot of Bama games last year, was super into last season, um, and I've never been a big Bama fan before, but just something about this dude, man. His teammates love him. They talk about how smart he is. He's got a great sense of humor. He's just a fun person to be around. He's not very serious, but he plays serious. You know, and I like that. Joe, you know what he reminds you of? Tom Brady, right? Guys love him. They all yeah. talk about. They had it with Sean McCoy the other day. They were talking about Brady, like how like he good and fun, like he is serious, but like he keeps it loose. He got the guys. He's good with everyone. Like they both look like fat white guys that like on the beach, like in their regular yeah. photos. So they had, like you know what I mean? Like there's like no muscle. Like wait, you're an yeah. NFL player, like. You know what I mean? Like, Mac Jones kind of, like, looks the part. Like, smoking a cigar in the after part, you know, afterwards. Like, oh, no, that was Joe, Joe Burrow. But still. Get together, Todd. Mac Jones did it, too, didn't he? Wasn't he smoking a cigar? Wasn't there a picture like Jalen Hurts? Like that was, like, a long time ago, I think. But he, like, he has a swag. His nickname is Mac and Cheese. Like, you know. Yeah, that's what Cam gives him. Cam calls it that. Yeah, that. I'm telling you, there, there's, there's, yeah, there's just something about about this kid. And and it's, I just saw the question come up: What's holding the Bears back from Justin Fields? For the life of me, I don't know. That's uh, what I'm saying. You know, listen, if Andy Dalton was the Andy Dalton of like three years ago, I could see you go. All right, we're gonna start him when the kid's ready. He'll play. Yeah. Um, but I would say this: uh, You know, uh, I think when when other than Trey Lance. And, and again, this just comes down to this isn't talent. This is just an experience and, and games played sort of a thing. I think he's going to need, a, I think he's going to be the last one to become a starter unless uh, Jimmy G goes down uh, in, a, in a heap but even he probably, sooner. He needs the most work. If you looked at all these quarterbacks, yeah. Wilson was a three-year starter. Lawrence was a three-year starter. Mac Jones exactly. was a two-year starter. And, and Fields he, was... He, two-year starter. Two, two and a half year, two, two and a half year starter. Yeah, so, again, dude, no disrespect to Trey Lance, but this is the NFL, and then you know, one game at South Dakota State or whatever the hell it is that isn't quite getting you prepped for hitting the ground running. But also, every one of these guys, every one of these guys, when he's ready to go, is okay. starting and and, the, and, that's that's, the and you know sometimes that pans out where you do sit and wait. Also, you got to take a consideration that what the San Francisco 49ers traded up to get this man. So they got to play They got to play their cards as well. Smart. Here's because the thing. It doesn't have to. It, it, they didn't make this move for him to be the Super Bowl quarterback this year. They made him so he's the star quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years that they get a Mahomes. That's what they're hoping for. That's why you make the move. I, I, I know that might sound ignorant because you're like, wait, this is a winning Super Bowl team right now. But Jimmy G brought this team to a Super Bowl, too. So Jimmy G could do it again. And if it has to be a combo quarterback duo throughout the year where you're using Trey Lance like in a Taysom Hill package where defenses and co- uh, other teams have to respect. Listen, that they said the other day, if you have to prepare for both quarterbacks, that's time taken away from your – uh, you're studying of one offense. Now you have to practice for nine. It's not like you have all day to practice. There's limitations. There's rules to that. So you well, have to be prepared for multiple things. And and it's just going to make the 49ers more dangerous considering they don't have any star weapons outside of Kittle. Well, let's talk about prepping for stars and giving respect to the stars. This is going to be, I think, maybe unless, like I said early in the show, unless we come up with another top 10 list, this should be our final top 10 list of the NFL offseason because we're going to start previewing 
the AFC and NFC next couple of weeks. And then we're going to do our NFL preview. So this is going to be, we did top 10 defensive players last year, last week. We've done top 10 coaches. We've done top 10 players in our league. And we've even done, I think top 10 quarterbacks we've done. Now we're going to do the guys that make the big bucks that while it is an offensive league. So we're going to talk top 10 offensive players, non quarterbacks. So people that are just coming on, if you see, Oh, why is my Patrick Mahomes not on there? It says non-quarterback. I, I literally put non-quarterback for each of our things. So you smart, smart people that watch our show, no, we're not putting any quarterbacks on. So let's start off. We're going to start off with Ted's list for both of these because, well, first of all, his food is sponsored by Ted's Eats. So we're going to have him do it first, both. So, Ted, there is Ted's top 10 offensive players, non-quarterback. I have a problem, Ted. I know you do. I do. I do. I don't like that, and I hate to say this, I don't like that Saquon Barkley's on the list because I don't consider him a top 10 offensive player right Listen, now. Listen, you didn't answer my question. Are we talking dangerous or best? Top best 10 offensive, offensive players. Well, All right, Barkley's I've got two problems with this list. <laughs> I love it. Number one, who is the hell's the- number six on your list? Is it McCaffrey? Ted, you right. skipped six? Uh, did I say Ted doesn't no, even man. have Ted Wait, nine. Yeah. What a fool. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Ted, what <laughs> a math class. Wait, I did skip, oh, I did skip six. I went five, well, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's what's even better. Yeah. See, I always told you I always Ted, told you I was a If you're the producer, aren't you supposed to double check the list and say, Ted, you forgot one before you post it on the show, you idiot? Oh, yeah. of course it's always my fault. Well, if you're the one posting it. I just did it. Look, I just did it. I was just trying to put it in. So give me a six. Who's your sixth player then? Who would be your number 10? Um, Zeke. Okay. Zeke. Fine. Fine with me. So (laughs) what is your other question, Joe? Uh, Well, number six was a huge one, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I guess, uh, you know, for me, you know, we talked about this last week, uh, and you're doing that. You're doing that thing, Trevor, where you're cool with McCaffrey. It's not not this cool is, with this is Barkley. This is Ted's list. No, I understand that, but you specific and you pointed it out on his list. I don't like Barkley on the list, but you like McCaffrey on the list. I'm just curious why you extend the courtesy to the non-New York player, but not to your own. Um, because. I've seen McCaffrey do it more than Barkley has. Barkley can't stay in the field. I it just I just know what McCaffrey could do. Barkley, I need to see Barkley come in this year and have a massive year. There's a lot of pressure on Saquon Barkley this year. I love Saquon Barkley. I think he's one of the top. I put him right outside the top ten. My thing is, I'm not putting him like all the way down the list. He's Dalvin definitely. Cook, right Dalvin Cook at him. He's in. Huh? Dalvin Cook. He's within grasp of my of my top ten players. I would say Sparkle. When he's on the field, he's one of the most explosive and one of the best playmakers. I'm a little shocked that Dalvin Cook is not on this list and DeAndre Hopkins is because I would say Dalvin Cook uh, had a had a better year last year. I know that, but no, I'm I'm not. I'm not. Why Derrick Why Derrick Henry at ten? For all the people that say that's Hunter Henry, it's Derrick Henry. Fools. 
fools. They're joking. I don't joking. care. They're fools. No, they're not. They're not joking. No, they're not joking. They're fools. Um, and I told so you I out. You, I wish you fixed it for me right now and put the six in. But so everyone slide down. McCaffrey six. Come on. What is it? Do you want me to get rid of it and edit it right now for you? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Zeke, because I, the reason why Henry is where he is because the other guys can catch the ball and do and are more dynamic. But Derrick Henry is the most dominating running back force in the game. And so yet he is. And yet he is rushing. number four. And he, also had and he also had 2,000 yards rushing. And yet he's number four on your list. Yeah, because Kamara, Barkley, and McCaffrey are much more dangerous because of their ability to do both. They can okay. play receivers, running back, tight end, wing backs. They can play quarterback if they needed to. Okay. That's how dy- I would take them. Dynamic. What do we get? What are, what grade are we giving this? I'm surprised you guys didn't jump on the top three. I mean, Kelsey. Oh, I, 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 your your top three is my top three. No, it isn't. And you notice it's oh, receivers. It's and you notice it's receivers too. What do I know? You know what I know. You know it's receivers too. I don't I mean, listen. I don't. I don't have a terrible problem with with saying that Travis Kell. I mean, he's he sets everything up there in KC. Everything. It's it, he makes if, if, he makes Mahomes' life so much easier. So yeah, I, I I mean, I don't have a big problem with that one. Um, DK is not a top ten offensive player. Stop it, please, please. He's not. He runs runs one route. The seven whoever whoever the Facebook user is, this is he does not run. He does not run good routes. I put Stephon Diggs in before DK Metcalf. Ugh. Well, let's stop. get yeah, yeah. Get the DK. Stop. Stop with the infatuation. AJ Brown, AJ Brown is a better receiver than DK Metcalf. Julio Jones is a better receiver than DK Metcalf. Should I keep fools. going? Like I said, Joe, fools. Let's go to mine. Let's go to my list. All right. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the game, hands down. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the game, hands down. And I slightly value receivers over running back. So there's your one, two. Best all-around player in the game, number three, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Kelsey, obviously the best. Wow. Huh? He's been dynamic since he's come into the league. I don't think he's ever. I love Kamara. Don't get me wrong. I love Uh, Kamara. I think he does all the things that we want Barkley and McCaffrey to do, but he actually does do it every year and, and for all 16 hurt. games. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, best tight end of the game. I think Dalvin Cook is, other than Derrick Henry, the second best pure runner in football. Uh, love Tariq Hill. Uh, is one of my favorite receivers. Him and Diggs, to me, it was close. I squeezed D-Hop in there at the end. Um, I felt like he could have fallen off this list. Uh, Stefan Diggs obviously has turned into a superstar. Uh, Nick Chubb doesn't get enough respect. Yeah, wh- why Nick Chubb? I, I, this is just a, an all-around great offensive player. If you look what happened, everything about about the Browns last year, to me, all came down to Nick Chubb and 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 how good Nick Chubb is as a runner. Uh, and so that's why he's where he's at. And then I put CMC at the end of this list. Um. So again, sort of going off your mindset, I would put Barkley around eleven. I mean, yeah, I think I, there's a lot of guys. That I would have Barkley like not. I would have Barkley right outside. No, fair enough. I'm I, I'm I'm just I'm giving you a hard time a little bit. I don't I don't want to see. I just don't want to see McCaffrey third on anybody's list because to me that's well he didn't do it, and I'm right. sure he's going to do it in this year, and I'm sure it'll be great. But everybody's got to be penalized the same. I think this list is dynamite. Uh, <laughs> do you guys agree? Oh, here's my my thing. If you think Alvin Kamara is who he is, then he should be in front of Henry. I'm going with best pure running back 
and my best yeah, year receiver. Yeah, but we're receiver. talking best offensive player, so you have to add in everything. That means blocking. That means that means catching the ball. He's not. I love how Derrick Henry blocks. He's a better he blocker than Kamara. So that and the two thousand yards bounced him out. Uh, Dude, 2,000 yards, 2,000 yards gets you number two on the list. Listen, it's it's hard to rush for 2,000 yards and for me to be like, you know who's another really good running back? Bullshit. That guy. That guy. I don't think Derek Henry was voted the best running back uh, rated as the number one running back. I don't think he was in Madden, and I don't think he was in the player rankings either. I believe there was other running backs. Yeah, I don't care what um, John Madden thinks. He's isn't he dead? Really, at this no, point, he's not dead. I, so, dude, so. what? You're no. Slow down a minute. <laughs> I, we talked about this last so year because I said are real, Joe. I see. Yeah, I know. I said I Kyler think. Murray. Remember, I said Kyler Murray was in '87, and I think he was in '88, and everybody was listen. flipping out. And I'm, I'm like, dude, listen. come Colin on, Ka- Joe. It's in '87. My problem is they have, still have Colin Kaepernick as a higher overall rating than Justin Herbert. That's a joke. No, and that's no BS. That's no BS. Go Anything, I don't want to hear the name Colin Kaepernick on the show anymore. Did okay. did Madding did the Madding ratings did they maybe take into account a different statistic, uh, social <laughs> activism? Because that would explain the high rating. Trev, yeah. CK, <laughs> CK, yeah. So here's my top ten list. Well, you had Kelsey too, Devontae. Yeah, well, why? What is your obsession with Darren Waller? What do you mean obsession? You love that guy. You really I, do. He's had 200 receptions the past two seasons. He's one of the okay. most. Under, he's unbelievable. He's, he's had, You're explaining your obsession now. Good. Go. <laughs> he's had 1,200 yards receiving in both of his seasons. I think he's, uh-huh. an, I think he's an incredible weapon. You would, if, put, Waller said, over Kittle? If, you would huh? put Waller over Kittle? Kittle's, I'm, at, I'm Kittle's at six. Oh, I apologize. I don't think I don't think Ted knows how to read number six. <laughs> yeah, he does not know how to go to He that. didn't add it on his list and skipped over it on yours. Did you <laughs> see it on mine? <laughs> I actually I actually counted his again to make sure I'm like, does he doesn't look like he has ten, but I forgot he put all nicknames for these guys. AK forty one. What yeah. I'm surprised is he only has two running backs three running backs. Three hundred I have four running backs. Four. Four running backs. Three yeah. tight ends. Wait, and you only have two re- and three receivers. Yeah, see, I can't see McCaffrey being fourth. That's that's obnoxious. Joe, that's obnoxious. Joe, can you can't, Joe, you can't can say you Barkley on? doesn't get to be on the list because he didn't play and that you got McCaffrey fourth because dude, your boy Waller played last year. D Ops, D Cook, AK, okay. all these guys played. First of all, I'll tell you I'll tell you this. First of all, Christian McCaffrey could be the number one player on this list because if you look at the first three games that he was playing last year, he was like it was unbelievable. It was incredible. Like, yeah. His numbers were incredible. But he got injured. But, Trev, honestly, Trev, you look at both of us on the show and you put Darren Waller over Saquon Barkley is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Offensive player? This is... (laughs) Six Lexia. That's really funny. (laughs) Don't hate on my Darren Waller pick. I think he's a stud. He's a stud. I'm not taking if, over Ke- if Kelsey gets the credit and Kittle gets the credit, Darren Waller should be getting the credit too because he's incredible. Since he's, I mean, from what his story was to where he is now and how he's dominating. So then, so then maybe take McCaffrey out of your top 10. No, not at all. I put Derek number one. So I'm down with the running backs. All right. King Henry. Yeah, that's what I thought. As long as I get Henry at the top, it's all I care uh, about. See, I, 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 of all the lists, if I actually had a six, 
but I like Joe's the best. But I'm no, gonna, I like mine's the best. I would have just I would have just rearranged a couple things. Mine's the best that, list. It's a first joke. Of all, Darren Waller should not. That's be right. Ready. Darren Waller's great. I put him in the, the the ten to fifteen range, not in the top. It's 10. like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is like in the ten to fifteen. Nick Chubb is not a top ten offensive player. Oh, I to- totally disagree. If Barkley, he's a top ten offensive player, I can even. Barkley's oh, better than him. Dalvin Cook's better. Derrick Henry's better than him. Chris McCaffrey's better than him. So is King Henry. So is your best player that you said ever, Alvin Kamara. So there's like <laughs> that's five. And you know what? Let's be honest. I I think for fantasy, I think he's going to have a huge year. Everyone forgets how good Zeke is. I know he's gone downhill, but he's the lightest he's been since college years. He's down to like two twenty. Oh, we're talking fantasy now. Should we do top ten fantasy players next week? No, well, fantasy is different because quarterbacks get depending on your your scoring system. If it's three points for every ten Should yards, we do top ten fantasy? Should we do? Our- do you do you guys realize that Nick Chubb averages five point six yards a carry, dude? I mean, yep. every time this guy this guy touches the ball be- between between running and and receiving. That, that this guy averages honestly about seven yards of play, catch or pass. Oh, he yeah, that's even, insane. He might not even be the best running back on his team. No, he's definitely the best running back on his team. Do you um, remember how good Kareem Hunt is? Do you, yeah, do, Kareem do you, Hunt's great. He's fine, but but he's a better dude, kicker. There's a reason he plays backseat to Nick Chubb. And he's, he's a better kicker, right, Joe? No, he's got he's got he's got a good leg on him. He really does. Uh, and you 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 can't ignore that when you're balancing these guys out. So he should be on the list because he's yeah, an all around. Maybe Devontae Booker should be on the list too. Devontae he's, Booker. I'm choking. Maybe Alfred. Maybe Alfred Morris should be on this he list. He just got he got caught. Oh, Joe was very upset about that. Maybe we should put Mike Glennon on this list. What do you think? Next, we should do top 10 backup quarterbacks. Also, Nick Chubb has an 89% reception rate. Only two balls got thrown his way last year. Did he not Here's my question. You You need to make a play. You put Barkley or Chubb in the backfield, Joe. Chubb. Right now, Chubb. I've seen him do it. I saw him do it all last year. I saw him. I saw him. Help Baker Mayfield become a playoff quarterback and a franchise quarterback in Cleveland. And he's he's a Baker Mayfield owes Nick Chubb and the defense in Cleveland everything. Plain and simple. Let's get that over could, to that could, that could have been the Giants running back, Nick Chubb, if they went the way we wanted them to draft. I wish it was. I love Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Quinn Nelson at guard with uh, Chubb, and then we we still have Eli Manning as our quarterback. Let's close out with our food. As we've been talking food the past couple weeks, sponsored by the Ted's Eats, we're going to be doing this week our top five side dishes. Can I tell you something? This Actually, I thought this would have been real easy last week when I said it because it just popped in my head. It's actually tougher was, than you said. It was tougher than I thought. Like, this is tougher because I was like – don't say the word. Um, this is not like when you go to the Italian dish. I'm like, oh, yeah, fried calamari and fried moots. I'm like, wait, those are not side dishes. Those are appetizers, Ted. Oh, don't like, worry. We'll be doing – we'll be doing – we'll continue our, our food part of the show next week with top ten, maybe top five Italian well, dishes. Well, I, Jace told us his. He loves fries. So. Well, thanks, Jace. Anyways, we're going to get with Joe. To, or no, we're going to talk with Ted because, Ted, this is – you're part of the show, so we're going to start with Ted's top five side dishes. 
I got all five. <laughs> I didn't have to go to school. Hey, because hey, you look at that. No, 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 do you know why he got five? Because he didn't have to go to six. Yeah, this wasn't a top six list. <laughs> Dude, this so, is great. Mac and cheese, Cheetos slash chips. Oh, he loves Cheetos. Do you like Cheetos? Oh, if you try to take like it back, try to take it. My yo, eight-year-old yo, also likes Cheetos. Yo, if you try to steal from his Cheetos, he'll know. Joe, okay, true story. First of all, Cheetos to me is like heroin, and I don't know what heroin <laughs> feels like, but that's what it feels like if heroin it was that good. Um, there was a couple years ago, uh, Trev was visiting me at a house that I was staying at, and I had a big bag of Cheetos, like the large bag. And I was just sitting in the kitchen eating it, handfuls in my mouth. And Trevor was like, it stuck his hand. I was like, Yo, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, you're not going to share. I was like, no. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, bro. You're not it, was some massive part. it was the family size. That's some crack for you there, huh? You can't yes. help that. I get it. Why rice? Yeah. Foods like that. Why so, rice? And now I could have done three and four together. I just felt they were separate categories. And then five was my rice. Why rice? rice? Love rice. Side of rice, you know, like salmon with rice and veggies. Get the ch- pork fried rice from rice the Chinese. Rice is solid. Yeah, yeah. Well, rice anywhere is, is good. good. Give me some good rice. Come on, man. You, you don't gain weight. Wait until, you, wait until you see Joe's list. Joe's list is real different. Now, so, now, so what do you have to say about it? Come on. So there's got to be um, Mac and cheese, I, I think, yeah, mac and cheese is in my top two, so. It's all in our list. Mac and cheese. The Cheetos chips is the only thing. Uh, I mean, I get it from for you personally. I don't know that I would argue that Cheetos or chips are a are a side dish. Yes, it is. Just, you just know why? Spot on your plate, Joe. You know why? Because when you go to the deli, what do you get for like nine ninety nine? Chips, sandwich, and a drink. That's your. Side. Oh no, I get it. It's the sides. So, oh, totally. When, when you, I'm wait, just... Listen, Joe. When you go to the restaurant and they give you a sandwich, sometimes you can get the homemade potato chips. That's the side dish. You have chips and what? Joe, do you have a sandwich? And what do you have with it? You have chips with it. No. I, I, but see, this is where we diverge. I don't want no soup. I don't want no soup. I'm like, hey, can I get some coleslaw back there? Oh, there we go. Now I want the coleslaw with my sandwich. So here is. No, we're going to Listen, move. if you hold on. Hold on. Can, can we, before we go any further, have you guys not had coleslaw? It's gross. Yeah, on my barbecue. No, 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 no. Don't say it's gross. Have you had coleslaw? Yes, I've had it. Yes, I don't need it. Are you dip. looking at the coleslaw from a diner and you're like, that's gross? Because that's not it. it is, first of all, it is gross, but it's great when it's on the barbecue pulled pork sandwich because it takes. That's the only pork. time I'll eat coleslaw is if it's on a pulled pork sandwich. Okay, oh, fine. Then my it's my it's new thing well. is it that it's I'm not, not a pulled like pork sandwich. Salad, salad, potato salad. That's gross. Okay, but this is my particular eating thing because I don't like coleslaw with cabbage and this whatever kubaya in it. No, I don't want any of that junk. Actually, coleslaw is nice. White yeah. coleslaw, though, if it's with the vinegar and the oil over the top. Now listen to this guy. He's all over the place. He hates the coleslaw, but he likes some coleslaw. How about a good summer slaw? Have you tried summer slaw? It's even better than the regular thing. You throw some strawberries in there. You throw some hot sauce Bro. in there. Bro, let me tell you something. When I go to a golf course and I get a sandwich on the turn, you get I, I, I am literally ranking. My buddies all know it. They know me. They know I love a good slaw. A good slaw will make any any lunch, especially a sandwich, even better than it was on its own. Yeah. Not <laughs> Anyways, Joe. Note this coleslaw. You want? You know what? I, I, I'll tell you guys what. I'm gonna. Joe, I'm gonna up. make. Up, I'm gonna make a no, list we... of the top five coleslaws. 
Hold on. You pump, so hold on. Uh, before we get into Joe's list, I want you to know where he put coleslaw when he just talked for about a good minute and a half. Five. Yeah. He <laughs> didn't even put it as number one. Capri salad. Caprizi. How many times do you eat a Capri salad? Are you serious? Bro, there you know what is. a caprese salad is? It's the yeah. tomato with the mutts. You, it, it's oh, yeah. an easy thing oh, to make. I make that twice a week. Why are we not recording this on Ted's East right now? This should be Dude, I, 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 honest to God, over the summer, I probably had at least two dozen caprese salads. And I'll tell you what, ask my family. That's one of those things I won't share. Oh, no. I love it. But the problem is I'll eat all the moots. I love tomatoes as much as I love moots. I'm in heaven. It's my favorite oh, side. So, so let me ask you, why coleslaw is number five when you just, they just praised it? Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Because I knew I would be attacked and I would be harassed and ridiculed and insulted for putting coleslaw on the list, period. So I, I, I tried to do right by you guys. I thought everybody likes fries. You guys both had fries. Yep. Potato slash macaroni salad. That's good. Mac and cheese. That's always great. And then I thought, hey, we're all Italian. Everybody here likes a caprese salad. Hey. <laughs> Should have put gobble ghoul if you're going to do that. And I had to be honest with myself. Five, I was real, and I'm like coleslaw. Because that's a like great that, side dish. Yo, you know what's funny is when you know, like the summertime, you have all the cookouts. I, I can't do it. I don't like, I cannot do macaroni and potato salad. It bothers me. I don't like the mayo with it. Now you go. Here, I'm talking here. about. I did spend a lot of time on my number five. You know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. We talked last week that I love tuna, but I can't have macaroni salad or potato salad. Can't eat it. Yeah, grosses me out. Egg I salad. love macaroni salad. No, Jace. Coastal's Jace, you favorite. know what's up, man. Dude, no, listen. Like, when it comes to food, food trust trust us, big guys. We know what we're talking about. Oh, we like That's food. We like food too. We might not be big, big, but we got food. I, I, I definitely got to move mac and cheese though in front of the potato macaroni salad. I can respect your honest opinion, but come on, mac and cheese, macaroni. Well, potatoes, now salad. hold on. Let's Homemade talk potato salad cheese. for a minute. You're at, the, you're at the. You're outside. You're having the cookout. There's macaroni salad bowl sitting there, and there's someone brings out the fresh baked macaroni and cheese. You got the crumbles over the top. You're gonna scoop out of the macaroni salad first before the mac and cheese. Not me. If it's macaroni salad with tuna in it, especially, yes. Oh, I love also, macaroni salad with tuna. Let's it. jump over. Let's jump to the other side of the dish. Let's talk about this potato salad for a minute. I'm talking about I won't do German potato salad. Yeah, I had the German potato salad. It's a bit tart. It is outstanding. My sister makes, my sister makes a good potato salad. Listen, there's potato salad, and then there's just potato with with with, with mayonnaise. You know what I mean? Like a potato salad. Yeah, you got like the sides in there. Loaded potato salad is really good. The German potato salad is really good. If you're just eating potato, potato salad, I could see where you wouldn't be crazy about it. Same with macaroni salad. You got to have something in there. Once you put the tuna into the macaroni salad, it's its own meal. It's like a casserole. Are you done? Oh, wow, Joe, if you're only this passionate about sports. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chuck, did you see Jared's one above that? We should oh, yeah, it was hilarious. We call a Joe eats coleslaw and call it Joe's Law. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so let me finish uh, with what my. I'm probably going to get a lot of backfire on this one, but I'm okay with it. You're a weird guy. French fries. Weird guy. I love broccoli. <laughs> it's good. For I actually me. had. You know what's funny? I at, My number five was originally steamed vegetables. 
because I was like, I love like when you go to like the steakhouse, you get like the steamed vegetables or the broccoli, or you get like the grilled asparagus with the Parmesan over it. Do I have the best food list again? Salad though. I love sal- I love a nice very, salad. Very generic as, as far as side dishes are concerned. Are we talking wedge? Are we talking no, just what a regular, kind? just a regular salad, maybe with some, uh, maybe with a nice uh, egg on it. Put some bacon Stop bits on the it. Cobb salad. You want the seizure? The seizure? No, I'll do a Cobb salad. I don't want no. I feel like you're. I feel like a wedge, a nice wedge salad there. No, that's, the iceberg. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Yo, maybe he wants a coleslaw with salad. Maybe he wants coleslaw. He should. I don't. I, uh, let's talk about your list. Your list is to the French fries, the mac and cheese. You got that fine. Chips. Yo, it's a little, yo, little so high American. for chips. He's I so love chips. Yeah. Yeah, I very bro- much. So. I broccoli. I like broccoli. So I didn't put broccoli on my list because Ted made fun of my carrot sticks before <laughs> I even made my list last week. So I um, I try to be uh I try to like man up my list a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's like about. my list, my fives originally cauliflower was on there. And oh, I thought that's tough. These guys, bro. these guys will hammer me. No, oh, let me tell well, you something. No. Joe, if you put the cauliflower, you chop it up and you put it in the air fryer, and then you take some of the Archie Morris buffalo sauce and you blend. Yeah, it my job has it. It's called Amy cauliflower. It's gross. I I will make you, Trevor, at some point. I will make you the greatest cauliflower dish you've ever eaten in your life, and you won't even know you're eating cauliflower until you're done. And then I'm yeah, gonna tell you, you that because you're living for it, and COVID will be around. <laughs> <laughs> You won't be able to taste anything because you'll lose your sense of smell and taste, but of course, uh, get, it'll still be good. So, my, <laughs> I, 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 so I'll go figure this. He lives in Florida, doesn't have to worry about no hurricane. We got to worry about the hurricane. We got to worry about all these mass mandates and craziness. And mashed potatoes? Not a big fan of mashed potatoes. I'll eat them, but they're not on my top I five. love mashed potatoes, but I thought if you've got French fries, really, at that point, all you need to do is... <laughs> And you've got mashed potatoes, so I kind of, I'm kind of counting those together. Fries should be number one for everybody. It's just fries. You can't go wrong with French fries. Sweet mac and cheese. Fries. Mac and cheese is just mac and cheese. It's life. Chips. I pick chips because I love chips with sandwiches, a burger. Trev, I'll be- Trev, I was thinking about you yesterday. I was sitting on the beach. Me and Tommy are having our nice tuna sandwiches on our fresh Kaiser rolls, hard rolls. Mm-hmm. And I bought the fresh bag of Cape Cod chips, and we best ate the chip whole, in the world. Best the whole stinking bag in the world. <laughs> Joe, you got something to say? Um, no, no, I'm good. Oh, you know what we can do was... is fresh uh, best chips, but we know Trevor. No, come on, you haven't done it today. I got to give you the floor right now. You got to say something because it's it's time. It's it's your one more thing. You got to give me a one more thing on this. It's not going to be Yankees. It's going to be. All right, li- listen. I I think if we're being honest, I don't think you guys are giving Slaw enough of a chance. Um, yeah, but and here's why I say this. It's not a great side dish. It only goes with it's, barbecue. It's a very specific side dish. It does go great with Let's barbecue. But sauce. here's the thing. It's Let's summertime, and if you're not out there barbecuing right now, you're missing out on tremendous slaw opportunities. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to get at. I think if you unlock a little bit, let tell you especially, because it's, it's, again, very tart, get yourself a delicious summer slaw. I, I promise you, you, you go summer, summer slaw, and what then you'll be looking slaw? forward to the fall the fall slaw. Joe, what Joe, is I did make, Joe, I did make my own slaw one night when I was doing fresh tacos. So with the with the fresh cabbage, with the sprinkle of lemon juice, olive oil, you get some salt, some pepper. It's really nice. Slaw poutines. Slaw opportunities. 
Slopportunities. Oh, Slopportunities. Oh. Is that number six? I might have <laughs> So Joe has a weird obsession with coleslaw. Joe, I'm glad it's very, out there. I'm going to be very. I'm going to be myself I'm going to be very clear on this. Coleslaw sucks. Trev, it's his opinion. How dare you talk to him like that? Yo, he just he. My biggest thing about this before we get off is that he praised this thing for like a half hour, and he put it at number five. Well, that's if okay. There's four better ones. You can still it was, no, but if it, no for him, this was his list. If he really, really loves coleslaw the way he says it, it mm. should have been number one. So you know what I call that? Fake news. <laughs> Trev, we'll put the last put the last comment on. Put Jared Jones's last comment up and then end it. If Joe was a murderer, his name would be Jigsaw. Wow. I love it. Oh. Well, we were gonna try to do a show tomorrow, but with the incoming storm, impending storm in Connecticut, and it's crazy to think because I live in Florida right now, it's 90 degrees and there's no rain in the forecast. It hasn't been. All of my Connecticut family and friends, all honesty, please be safe. As best you can. Shut up, Ted. I'm having- there just- is a storm brewing in Florida, but it's more of a shit storm, I believe. <laughs> oh. A little different. A little different. What are they calling this hurricane? Hurricane Joe's Law? No, it's Henry. <laughs> no, it's Trevor yeah. Henry. It's the D train. It's Derek it's Henry. Henry. It's not you don't eat. You all, don't in, all in all, everybody <laughs> in Connecticut, be safe. All your families, all your friends, to all my loved ones, be safe. I'll be calling you guys tomorrow. That's why we're going to do a show tomorrow, but don't know if you guys are going to have buried. power. I, yeah, you probably will be. You guys are going to get buried. So, Joe, you better go to the store. Instead of getting milk yeah, and hay, you better get your coleslaw. Joe's going to go gonna have to go get his coleslaw and his cauliflower because he might lose his mind if he doesn't get any. No kidding. I am going to run to the grocery store in a few minutes. Cauliflower is totally on my list, and now that you're saying it, I, I should get me a nice slaw. Yeah, but if he loses power, then the the mayo's not going to be well. So you want to have stuff that's going to last outside the fridge. That's why he eats it tonight. By the way, in Connecticut, if you golf, Hawks Landing in Southington has if you if you go to the restaurant after you play around, get get yourself a burger or something. Get their slaw. It is, I I believe, the best slaw in the state. You're off the team. (laughs) Anyways, best slaw in the state. (laughs) anyways ladies and gentlemen we'll be back later in the week like i said we'll be talking our top 10 list are coming to an end so we'll be starting to preview the afc and the nfc for the nfl and then we'll have our 2021 2022 nfl preview season no no more coleslaw talk that's off limits no more coleslaw talk next week will be our top five since we're all italian our top five italian dishes we're gonna do so that's what is it so we're gonna do that and we'll talk more baseball. We'll see how the I Yankees. Already got my top, I already got my top three. Okay, good. We'll talk. We'll talk about the Yankees. See how they finish out the week, and see if they can continue this hot streak right now. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, share, subscribe. We are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.